we are at risk of having a flat Earth report uh, come out of the House Intelligence Committee uh, as to what happened with Russia. Um, a flat Earth report. That's uh, those are striking terms. Striking terms. Striking terms. Striking terms. Intro again by MVP Hardware Vandal, and that little bit there was uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, renowned flat earth denier, on a roller skating uh, date with a, well, with a globe. They're strangely obsessed with these things. Don't know why, can't explain it. There it is. So, the main uh, news right now today, as we all know, is this. Um, Mad Mike Hughes and the rocket launch. That is the thing that's showing up all over. There are stories coming off of the story. And as you all know, it was originally scheduled for Saturday Saturday the 25th, day after Thanksgiving. Would have been perfect, but the Bureau of Land Management said you can't do that on public land, so we had to move it three miles away. So here we are three days from that date. And uh, last night he released a video, which um, I'll play here, where he essentially said... Let's see here. Maybe Wednesday, I think, is the first thing, but I don't know. I'm thinking like a week. Whatever the case, you'll be the first to know. Here we go. This is Mad Mike explaining the delay. All right. So, yeah, Mike, um, all, all things being equal, we're looking at what, Wednesday? Yeah, probably Wednesday is what, what it looks like to me. Yeah. I'm not planning on leaving here until I jump. Yeah. Uh, like I said before to someone else, you know, um, I really don't have to be back at work on December 9th for a Christmas party, so uh -huh. and then you'll then be driving limousines. Yeah, limousines again. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, just make sure that you pre-flight it. You know, pre-flight. Uh, do your pre-flight check. Uh, you know, I um, I tell you one thing. <clears throat> you know, we have a, a little software company. It's called uh, Marksware, and our product is called Flight Check. And what we do is uh, pre-flight documents before they are printed. And and that's basically the whole thing. So maybe next time we can be a sponsor of you. There you you, go. Yes. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like being with it. Because yeah, I think that this would be the perfect thing right here for us and our company. And yeah, uh, yeah. And I I, I just uh, God be with you and uh, and thanks again. No, no, thanks for your time. You bet. Okay, so this one was suggesting Wednesday, and yes, he has a wrench in his hand. Um, so. Spectators here because. The there's a more lengthy, uh, lengthy explanation of the delay here. By the uh, police department, because there's too many cars on the side of the road. But you got people. You know, uh, one thing I want to say, because people are really confused by a lot of things. I mean, I've been getting well wishes from. This is where he corrects the media. 
and they need to be corrected on this. Just listen. Around the world, and I've got people uh, commenting, making comments that I don't know where they're from. I mean, they got to be on another planet. It, it don't even make sense. But this is a real rocket, okay? I will sit in it. I will launch myself in it. This is I did January 30th, 2014. The first man to do it since Evil Knievel 40 years before that. But, and I have never said, and it never was stated in the, in the AP article, that I was going to prove flat earth with this, with this rocket jump. That's bizarre. I'm only going about 1,800 feet up. I mean, people's got to think um, that's not even possible. So uh, this is to gain exposure, which it has. It is probably the top news story in the world to uh, raise money uh, after this jump to go to space, 62 miles up, which is the Carmen line, the edge of space. We have a plan, and we already have the propulsion system, and we're going to prove or disprove the flat Earth. And, and um, you know, if, if that upsets people, I don't know what to tell you. I really, <laughs> really don't. I'm just one guy trying to do something, and uh, I think it upsets a lot of people. You know, it, it really does. Um, well, it's been bizarre, the comments I'm getting. Like they say, there's only there's only one way to uh, yeah. make yourself believe it, and a lot of people need to see it to believe it. So that's what you're well, doing. Yeah, you're going up there to see world, it for yourself. Yeah, yeah it's, it, right now it is there. The motorhome's there. It's located. It's already set. It's leveled off. The, the rocket, the back of the ramp is already launched and leveled, but the rest of the ramp has to be brought up, and that's the job. That is at least a day and a half to two days. Because yeah. it goes up one inch at a time. And right. I had no cranes there. It's going up by uh, uh, a ram from a cherry picker or like an all thread going an eighth of an inch at a time. It's it's very tedious. Right. But, uh, and you got, then you got to brace it every time you readjust everything. So, But uh, this is going to happen. Um, you know, I, I cannot get over the comments that, that people are, are giving it. Uh, you know, this is real. I'm real. I was in NASCAR. I'm the world's most famous limousine driver. I was in the Guinness Book of World Records. You know, I've got cars museum. If you don't believe it, you know what? I'm sorry. I really am sorry. But, uh, you know, go uh, uh, go spoof on somebody else. You're talking <laughs> to the wrong man. You're trying to disprove me, you know. So if it pisses off anybody, I really don't care at this point, you know. Right. So uh, now I know Now I know why uh, Knievel had the same... Uh, I gotta replay that last part. If it pisses anybody off, I don't care about it at this point. That's a great attitude to have. Me, you know, so if it pisses off anybody, I really don't care at this point, you know? Right. So uh, now, I know, now I know why uh, Knievel had the same uh, attitude. It's easy to get it, you know, at the, end, at the very end. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. Right, exactly. You know? but, uh, um, I do appreciate the help I've had. I've met some great people. I've met the very best, and I've seen the very worst of people so far. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, All right. yeah. All right, Mike. Well, there's still yeah. little there's still a little bit of daylight left, so I want to let you go, and uh, I'll post this yeah, video yeah, up, and for, then uh, yeah. we'll we'll be out there tomorrow, and I'll see you out there uh, live. That way, okay. people know that we're uh, not in different countries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Thank, thanks for your time. All right, Mike. Take care. Okay, bye. Okay, that was a that was a FaceTime conversation um, with Mad Mike. Uh, the rocket launch is happening, uh, much to the chagrin of a lot of these uh, butt hurt naysayers. Nobody was asking their opinion. 
Jersey Queen. You make that dough, the symbol show. Euthanasia. Nightmare hippie girl. Blue wrench, whippy Benwinati. Got the VIP, cause I'm a 33. Okay, so now this is Neil deGrasse Tyson reveals moon photo that proves Earth is not flat. Now this is an article, uh, Yahoo picked it up a few other places, look at that blob. Now what he's doing here is kind of doing some damage control. Uh, it says here, Neil deGrasse tweeted before that no one has ever before seen this image. It's a photoshopped image of what a lunar eclipse should look like. With the caption, a lunar eclipse flat earthers have never seen. So he's just out here to clown on us, really. Because this is this stupid meme, you've seen it before, where it looks like a the shadow of a of of a coin on the moon. Anyway, the fake shadow is intended to depict the shade that a flat Earth would cast during a lunar eclipse. And you all know which one I'm talking about. I don't know if they posted it here. It's this dumb meme where it says "eclipse on flat Earth" and it's got this like disc-shaped uh, line across the moon, which is the flat Earth shadow. And what this does is it perpetuates this notion that we still believe in outer space. We're not talking about a disk in space. And by the way, the first person to predict an eclipse, the first scientist, 585 BC, May 28th, Thales, he did not use a heliocentric spinning ball model to predict the, the eclipse the first time it had ever been done. He was a flat earther. Aside from being the first scientist, the first chemist, the first philosopher, he was in fact someone who believed that the earth was flat. And he predicted a damn eclipse. So, anyway, the best that he can do, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, is just trying to make a joke about it. But listen to this. Mad Mike Hughes, a limo driver who proclaims that I don't believe in science, proudly proclaims. And that statement has been just maligned. I don't believe in science. You can quote me on that. I don't believe in science. And if you do, you're a cultist. I utilize scientific methodology, I rely on those who do, I understand it, but I'm able to differentiate between that and the ideology that Neil deGrasse Tyson believes in, the one that Mad Mike Hughes is being lambasted for rejecting. So when he says, I don't believe in science, he's basically saying that he doesn't believe in their fairy tales, their narratives, their stories, their politically motivated, agenda-driven science. He knows global warming's a farce. I mean. Um, I actually talked to him a few weeks ago about the eclipse, right? Well, right before the, right after the eclipse, and he is someone who's studied up on this. Um, you don't build a steam-powered rocket unless you know what you're doing, unless you understand a scientific methodology. So, any attempt to put him down is just kind of—it's uh, falling on deaf ears here because the rocket speaks for itself. Uh, he has plans that were originally scheduled for Saturday to launch himself 2,000 feet into the air. Uh, the endeavor was reportedly sponsored by a large a group called. Research Flat Earth. They keep getting that wrong, which I'm fine with. As long as it's not Flat Earth Society, I don't care. Hughes ended up postponing this plan because he couldn't get an agency's permission. The Washington Post reported. Um, it goes into B.O.B. Let's see. Anyway, anything else on here? Nothing useful. Oh, here we go. Scott Kelly, who showed an example of the Earth's curve. Yeah, curvert Scott Kelly provided us an image. This guy, who listened to Scott Kelly being called out on bubbles in space. Can you go? 
So um, many times during um, spacewalks outside the International Space Station, we can see air bubbles rising up. Can you touch on how there are air bubbles in space? Um, air, can you be more specific, air bubbles? So yeah, like a lot of times during the footage, the NASA footage, you can see bubbles coming up out of the helmets or kind of from underneath you. Um, how do you explain bubbles in space? Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. You might, there's, now sometimes you get water in the helmet and it comes, it's either, it's either, uh, you know, from sweat or from the cooling garments. And, um, you know, in some of my spacewalks, I had like water in the helmet, not like I was going to drown in the helmet, but just little bits of water probably came from, uh, sweat. Often, um, on the outside of the space station, you'll liberate little pieces of, you know, it's a really harsh environment out there and the outside of the space station gets beat up pretty good. And sometimes, you know, you'll see just little flecks of paint or something that you might have disrupted floating away from the suit. And, uh, you know, that's generally what that is. I've never seen any kind of air bubble anywhere. Yeah. Could, it, could it be that you're filming in an underwater pool and you're not really out there? <laughs> All right, well, I just encourage everyone to look up Bubbles in Space, hashtag Bubbles in Space. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's good $45 to say that. I got him free. Don't spread the Not bad. Not bad. And this is from the dailyplane.com, by the way. Um, dailyplane.com who, um, they're the ones who hosted this video, Mad Mike Hughes' interview on Infinite Plane Society. Uh, they're the ones who actually, the Daily Plane, that, that's the paper that actually um, got me in touch with Mike. And this video has been hit 30,000 times in the last week. 30,000 times. That's not bad. This is the interview where Mike is explaining his objectives. Okay. Wonderful. Excellent. Yeah, a lot of the people who are listening right now, and right now I have about 385 people on my live stream, and uh, all of them are absolutely intrigued and fascinated and very studied up on rockets and NASA and space. They're all into it. So, uh, Mad Mike, would you please introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, my name is Mad Mike Hughes. I'm a daredevil here in Southern California and a limo driver, a former NASCAR crew chief, and a former professional motorcycle racer. So I've uh, been around the world, basically. And, uh, and I'll post a link to this interview below. This interview, just search it. You can find it. It's um, from six months ago. So it's kind of nice to go back and look at that. Uh, now, this is um, this was posted in the Blue Wrench Lodge. One of the reasons why you need to get involved on Discord is that, unlike YouTube, where you have to deal with a vulgar cruel, disgusting, greasy little trolls and goblins. On Discord, it's very filtered, and the chat room allows you to post images. So this image here was posted by one listener. Uh, Thales, 585 BC. The mathematician must have had a rough idea of the Earth's shape because he was able to predict an eclipse in 585. He must have, right? So they say. The thing is, they don't exactly know what method he used to predict the eclipse. Here's what he said. Water is the basis for everything. Now this isn't literal water, but he just talked about some universal um, 
uh, you could call it like a fluid-like basis for matter. That that all matter is essentially the same thing, the same fluid. It it's formless, so not H2O water. Anyway, he believed the Earth was thin, round, and floated on water. He predicted a solar eclipse. Good to know. You know, everyone is like, all the Greeks knew it was flat. You mean the first scientist, the guy who predicted the solar eclipse, he knew that it wasn't flat, he knew it was a ball? Like, all Greeks knew it was a ball? So sick of that argument. Now, this isn't specifically flat Earth related, but it kind of is. Big picture stuff. And this is WorldNet Daily, a totally controlled uh, media outlet. They believe in all the psyops. Obama used illegal propaganda on Americans. Now this is interesting to note because whenever we're talking about these hoaxed events, you know, people get bewildered. What do you mean you don't believe it's real? Well, we're telling you it's propaganda. If you just imagine, you know, if you will, these psychological operations not taking place in the street in front of us and reported as news, but imagine if they were just shot in a film studio and you watched it, you'd say, wow, that's like a propaganda film where these people are advocating, we need to get rid of guns, we need to silence free speech because of this. Well, when they play it out in front of our eyes and then they release it through the media and then get you talking about it, they make it real for you. But it's propaganda. It says here, they used illegal propaganda to persuade Americans to adopt its views on environmental issues. Now remember, you can't disentangle environmental issues from uh, what flat earth is fundamentally about because the globe is about control environmentalism is about control environmentalism uses the globe and its preservation as a pretext for control pre preserving it as in protecting it from you so they use the EPA as their stalking horse you know oh who wouldn't want to save the environment don't you care about the environment what you want to dump toxic waste in the rivers then sign here then agree to this then pay this tax it's a bunch of BS and cap and tax, carbon taxation, this is all just selling indulgences. It's just the state, the state religion. It's, it's, they even have their own, it's the same thing, eschatology. You keep sinning, God's going to punish you, throw down a flood. Oh, you keep polluting, globe's going to throw down on you and flood. Flood the place. Get rid of all you polluters because you deserve it. You consumers, you dirty capitalists. It says here, Obama era bureaucrats, look at this here, P perfectly explains it here environmental power grab the Obama era bureaucrats were more social activists than public employees let's hope President Trump does some major house cleaning at the EPA well you know Trump did say that global warming is a Chinese hoax which is mostly correct no it's a hoax being perpetrated by our own government media entertainment complex it's in the academia it's in the schools even the Pope the green Pope total communist and they all know it's a power grab he doesn't care if you're paying into his collection basket because you're a sinner trying to cleanse your soul from sin or if you're paying your carbon taxes because you're a consumer and you're breathing as long as you're paying because it all goes to the same place it all serves the same purpose so anyway uh, it says here EPA violated the publicity or propaganda prohibition through its use of a platform known as Thunderclap that allows a single message to be shared across multiple Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr accounts at the same time. I may have to get that. Uh, the EPA, quote, engaged in covert propaganda 
when the agency did not identify the EPA's role as the creator of the thunderclap message to the target audience. In other words, Las Vegas was covert propaganda because they did not identify FEMA's role as the movie production, uh, production studio, as the director. So what we're talking about here is propaganda, not being labeled as such. So they're, they're putting out this hardcore environmentalist propaganda with polar bears drowning, where if we don't do this, there's going to be this much water, um, erosion to the beaches, acid rain. They give you all these horrifying scenarios, and they don't tell you, oh, this is government propaganda. Same thing with all the shootings. It's propaganda. Anyway, it says here that EPA violated anti-lobbying provisions through its hyperlinks to certain external web pages in an EPA blog post. Let's see. This is all... It shouldn't be any... I'm not surprised by any of it. I'm kind of surprised it's being reported on, but this same guy, the same uh, uh, Joseph Farrow, World Net Daily, this same outfit, they're not going to report when their side does something because they all benefit from the same propaganda uh, machine. So, Like, for example, the left wing benefits when some crazy white person shoots a bunch of people. The right wing benefits when a terrorist shoots a bunch of people. It just depends on you know what side of the, the aisle you're on, which psyops will benefit you. Global warming is just one long protracted psyop, if you haven't noticed. So is the war on terror. So is the war on poverty. Like the longest war that we've ever been in, the war on poverty, it's still going on. Okay, let's get back let's get back to the flat earth news. I'm just saying it's like Obama's a liar. Wow. Use propaganda. Wow, big deal. Like we're all surprised. We should, we're not looking for political saviors. This is something I was talking to uh, Mick Media about. She's like, you know, who did you vote for? And it's like, you know, at this point, my uh, political views have been somewhat exploded. And I recognize that even if we put Captain America in the Oval Office, he's going to govern like George Soros 51% of the time. We don't need a political savior. We don't need faith in any of these institutions. Faith is what got us into this mess in the first place. Okay, U.S. government shuts down Flat Earther's rocket launch. How we know the Earth is round and the Flat Earth rocket man is wrong. This is Newsweek. Okay, Newsweek. Let's see what they have to say about this. What's great about the delay and the complications is that we've had like triple the coverage it would have had otherwise. Three, two. You see, if it had just been straight launched on Saturday, we'd be dealing with the aftermath. And right now we're kind of just, we're all waiting and people are debating, will it happen? Is it going to happen? Is it going to hit another snag? In mind, our habitable homeworld seems ever more fragile and beautiful when considering... Notice they use the word fragile quite a bit. That's their new keyword. Uh, they had Scott Kelly come out and say the earth looks fragile. And speaking of which... Another day of work. Okay, another thing about Scott Kelly. He's claiming he's like on his deathbed, that space is killing him, he's going to get cancer. So they're pushing the whole narrative that these are martyrs. It's part of the whole thing of making you worship them as heroes. Oh, they're martyrs. They're dying for us. They're dying for science. They're sacrificing their lives so that you can learn about the universe. They're doing it for your children. Same reason why they did the whole Challenger PSYOP. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. Lots of people cried because they created martyrs. And they're going to probably do it again. Maybe they'll crash the ISS. Maybe they'll say space junk did it, and then we have to do something about space junk, and it becomes the next big threat. 
I'm just going through these headlines to see if there's anything else here we haven't picked up. A lot of new, um, here we go. Popular Mechanics has covered it, I think, three times. Or, no, twice. But here we go. They do reference Eddie Brom. I don't know if you saw this one, using Knievel's blueprints. This is what a steam power uh, rocket looks like. This one's a little gaudier. I happen to like the flat earth design. And I did call the BLM just to ask some general questions about launching. I asked them about what kind of permit would I need if I wanted to launch a cylindrical blimp vertically into the atmosphere with Jetistus at takeoff. And they basically said, you can't really do that on public land. And I asked them if they were aware of the rocket launch that was coming up, and they said, yeah, in fact, uh, they had seen it in Amboy. So people are noticing this thing. Now, this is Wave Action and Dynamics Show. It's a flat earth. This is by Jungle Surfer. It's an interesting video. It's about 10 minutes. I'm going to play like five minutes and just see what you think. The Puerto Roca is created when the flood tide of the Atlantic rushes into the mouth of the river. Reversing the flow of the river creates a fast-moving water swell that travels upstream with a tremendously destructive force. Swells as high as three to six meters are sustained for as long as 45 minutes. Now, I did a video just the other day about ripples and how really, if you look down to the micro, the fact that when you drop a rock into a pond and it sends uh, ripples off it perfectly in all directions. And of course, the further the uh, waves travel from the uh, point where you threw the pebble in, the wave gets less and less steep and wider, fatter you might say, and peakier closer to where the pebbles dropped in. And this phenomenon could be measured and really the right scientific equipment and we really need some really good computer programming people to sort of somehow program all this and work it out and I'm pretty sure from this you'd really be able to say hey look these things are level and flat because it just wouldn't work any other way and real good evidence anyway is this Poroka in the Amazon River and other river bores around the world and how these waves go uh, at 30 kilometres an hour for an hour, so they go nearly 30 k's up the river, and people ride them, and it's the same wave the whole way. Uh, if you had a curved ball earth, well, from where the wave starts, it's actually theoretically going a little bit downhill, isn't it, as it uh, goes away. Anywhere in the globe, once you leave that set position, you're actually, relative to where you started from, there's a curve down. Of course, people don't want to acknowledge this. They want to believe in a curve, but they don't want to acknowledge the curve. We find this all the time. And something with these waves is just really good stuff as far as proving this. There's other things you can sort of argue all day long. They know that this and other long tunnels, like the tunnel in Austria to Switzerland, or the channel... Uh, tunnel between Britain and France, they really prove that the uh, place is flat because in the uh, tunnel in Austria to Switzerland, I'm calling it that because if I call it its real name, I get picked on because it's got a Masonic name. That's not my doing. And of course, Mason's buildings, and I've got a huge tree lobber thing going on in the back here, so I'll just uh, stop the video and 
We'll get back soon as the noise is stopped. Again, if you're just going here, this is Jungle Surfer describing how wave action and dynamics show we are on a flat earth. Now, this is an interesting thing, and these things are popping up around the place. There's one in Wales and one in Texas, same company, building them, and they're uh, the most efficient and cheapest to build for the thing that it creates, no doubt, and you design a wave pool. And you can see this rail thing here, which they send a foil submerged uh, under the water, and it goes along, and as it goes along, it creates a wave on both sides of this uh, railing thing that you can see running through the middle. Now this one here is a thousand feet, so that makes it a fifth of a mile. So we're only looking at around just less than two inches of Earth curve. But, you know, that's not much, but still, in engineering and the way this thing has to work, it's going to stay the same depth underneath the water, so it's got to be level with the surface of the water. And I guarantee that they didn't make a two-inch calculation in this. They just went across here, level, with a level, level to the water the whole way, and the water's flat and level, and the railing is flat and level. But where we could really test this, of course, is in the future, they're going to build one of these up to a few miles. You know, imagine one about two miles long, which in the future I can see happening. Because people would like to ride an endless wave. There'd be a big uh, amount of money. For now this is something... I'm glad, I'm glad he's talking about this. He's just talking about wave dynamics in action. And one of the reasons why this article, and I'll just link it below, uh, caught my attention, is I've been thinking about CERN and what CERN purports to do. You know, when we're, we're talking about CERN, is like, what, 17 miles? It's like the 17-mile uh, Hedron Collider. Let me pull this up. And got me thinking, okay, so it's like 400 feet underground or something. 27-kilometer ring of superconducting magnets. Inside the accelerator, two high-energy particle beams travel at close to the speed of light before they collide. So what I'm thinking is, uh, since these high-energy particle beams are traveling, um, I don't think they're subject to gravity. I don't believe that's something that's calculated for. And so... What I'm wondering is, at the speed they're traveling, could they possibly compensate for the curve that a 17-mile or 27-kilometer or ring would have in it? You know, how much curvature is in this thing? If we're on a ball, then you have to imagine, and it's 400 feet underground, that it has a gentle arc all the way around. And so the particle would have to follow that arc. And I'm wondering how that could possibly happen. And I'm wondering, did they build it level? Is CERN level? I guess my question is, is it level? I'd like to see a diagram of it, like, like a side view. I think I can, I think they have something like that here. Okay, how many cables are in the LHC? How low is the pressure in the beam pipe? Let's see if I can find something out about this. little side topic here, but... My point being, if they didn't calculate for the curvature, it's a little conspicuous. Because don't you think that if we're dealing with high-energy particles being shot down a tunnel, that curvature might be something uh, relevant 
to the outcome of the experiment. Okay, here's the CERN's uh, user guide. You can download it in case you go over there. Collection of facts and figures about the Large Hadron Collider. FAQ. Physics preamble, the general, the machine, detectors, the environment, 10 fascinating facts. Does look interesting, but let's see here. Strong force, weak force, gravitation, back to the Big Bang, evolution of the universe. See, to me, this thing is just like a temple. Like, just because you have an elaborate temple or cathedral doesn't validate what their holy books say. It's still mumbo-jumbo. It's still mysticism. It's still disconnected from reality. It's still reality filtering by a priesthood designed to cut you off from the facts of reality by convincing you that you can't know them without a mediator. Okay, here we go. So this is a profile of the LHC. I want to find out if they talk about how deep it is. Okay, the accelerator complex is a succession of machines with increasingly higher energies. Each injects the beam into the next one, into the next one, and so on. So it basically accelerates them down this tunnel, but let's see. Large, okay, due to its size, 27 kilometers in circumference. And collider, because these things will collide. Hadron comes from the Greek word meaning bulky. Back in the 80s, it was designed and built. Interesting. So what we need to look for is predictive programming. Look for anything in the uh, popular culture having to do with particles being collided together. Because what they do is they introduce it. I call it government entertainment media complex or government entertainment. Actually, it's government academia media and entertainment. Just think of GAME, G-A-M-E, government academia media entertainment. They all collude. So you will see things like this introduced in pop culture long before they introduce it to you in the media. Same thing with certain types of threats, whether it be asteroids, aliens, terrorists, um, whatever it is, they introduce whatever is next first into the culture. So you think about it, talk about it, it becomes part of the lexicon. That's a big deal. They need you to have the words to describe it. So when they bring it out in reality, you're like, oh, I know what that is. That takes high energy particles and collides them. What does it do? You know, it's like, come on. It's all just the emperor's new clothes. So I'm reading on here. I don't see any... Now, there is something here. Four experiments. Alice, Atlas, CMS, and LHC. Now, what I don't see is any reference here to the 27-kilometer circumference tunnel accounting for the curvature of the Earth. So can someone here in the chat find the phone number for CERN? I'd like to call them. Globe Exit says... Okay, let's, let's pull this one up. I'm going to put an image up on the screen. This is a, another image of the complex. So what, what I'm suggesting here is that uh, CERN is a hoax. Unless they're accounting for the curvature of the Earth along the accelerator complex, then it is a hoax. Because it cannot possibly work the way it's supposed to work and do what it's supposed to do if it's up and down like a roller coaster accounting for curve. So what I'd like to know is, did they build it level? Did they? Here we go. 
A question for CERN, Flatter. Thank you, Exhelio. Let's see what this one is. I've got a video here again. If you join us in the Discord chat, you can post links. Hey, everybody. Hey, CERN. How are you? Got a quick question for you. This, this is by Exheliocentric. Um, I know you're busy, like, opening portals to hell and all kinds of crazy things, but I mean, whatever you're doing. Um, but, you know, I appreciate an answer. I don't know. I, I kind of Googled looking for answers to this question, and nothing really came up. So, you know, not that I dug intensively, but didn't find anything. So I thought I'd ask the question directly to you or anyone else out there who could answer the question. That would be great. Um, boy, this is impressive. Gosh, we're all really impressed down here, I can tell you. Look at this thing, 16.8 miles in circumference, 5.3 miles across. Largest machine ever made by man. I mean, this thing is highly technical, billions of dollars. Boy, I mean, it's impressive. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about it. I kind of woke up the other morning thinking about this thing. Because I went to bed thinking about gyroscopes. Laser gyroscopes, fiber optics. We get the... Um, I'm going to post this link below. This looks fascinating. Um, what I'm specifically digging for right now, though, is information about did they account for the curvature. So let me, let me pull this up. This is from, okay, this is another diagram, another profile. And should it matter? And one other thing. I mean, there's a few, there's a few questions here. Here's why. Um, it's not that I believe it. It's real. That's not the issue. The issue here is there's something here in the engineering of this uh, monument, this object, this art project. Uh, there's something in it that we can use to illustrate a point. Did they account for the curvature of the Earth? And if they did, what formula did they use? Like this is something we could probably drag out. I think there might be something here. This might actually have some traction. Another one. Okay, one more. And then I'll get back to the flat earth. Actually, this ties into it, because what we're talking about is the state religion and their myths. These are wizards of Oz, and they're always creating stories about their magnificent powers. And we know nukes are fake, so you're going to believe this is real? Sorry. I've seen all this before. Okay, it says, assuming the LHC runs according to design, discoveries could be made as early as 2009. What have they discovered? It's already 2009. Okay, it's an it's it's impressive or whatever, but I want to know again. Curvature. We're talking about an area how many miles across here? It might not even be significant, but if you're building a, a long tunnel designed to send beams of light, you know, highly concentrated accelerated beams of energy, particle beams, then um, I think you'd want to know if it was bendy. Okay, let's see if there's anything here. There's going to be a lot of ignorant stuff here. I'm over here back at the Flat Earth Report. Let's see if there's anything we missed. It's just a lot of arguments from incredulity and people who don't know how to do research. You don't need a rocket to prove the Earth isn't flat. Here's the science. Could 2,000 years of belief be wrong? What a way to start an article. Yes, the answer is yes. A belief is um, subjective. Are we living on a disk rather than a globe? Okay, well, first, there you go, Ian Whitaker, who's a lecturer at Nottingham Trent University. I guess he's not a reader, I guess he just talks. Because if he read, he would know that nobody believes in a disk in space, 
one believer from the Flat Earth Society, Mad Mike Hughes, will determine for himself. See, he's just not only that. This guy is a, he's a liar, or I'll just we'll just say he's a poor researcher. I got his Twitter right here. I'm gonna hit him up in a minute. We have we have to call these people out. I mean, this guy should be fired. What what are what magazine is this? Academic rigor, journalistic flair. What a joke. Academic rigor. He called Mad Mike a member of the Flat Earth Society. What? That's ridiculous. Anyway. Oh, look at this. One of the best documented methods for determining the Earth's roundness was performed by the ancient Greeks. When the sun was directly overhead, they put a stick where there was no shadow, and then in a city 500 miles to the north, the stick did cast a shadow. If the Earth is flat, both sticks should show the same shadow. Okay, now, what's interesting about this is it's like you're citing an experiment that happened thousands of years ago, and the cost for such an experiment, the the budget is like, I don't know, $2, a couple of uh, sticks, a little gas in the tank, just drive a little bit. I mean, this is ridiculous. How come no one's done it? If this is such a flat earth destroying argument, then go do it. You know, look, Mad Mike's making the news because he's going to prove the Earth is flat by jumping a rocket. If you could prove the Earth is a ball with two sticks, you could make the Drudge Report. Just do it. I'm saying, any of you who believe we're on a ball, get a couple of sticks and do the experiment you keep citing. Otherwise, stop referencing these ancient Greeks, these all-wise ancient Greeks who knew everything. It's like, you're citing myths. And then he says here, fake science. Here the Cohen, the Bedford level experiment, fake um, with no explanation of how it's fake. Um, and that's something that's been done and done and done again. Just the other day, I was looking at one, I think it was, I think it was 6.6 .6 miles, or it was a van on these salt flats. You know, six miles away, the camera was two feet off the ground, 14 feet of missing curvature. Another guy was looking at England from Ireland. 96 miles he was looking at features um, across the ocean that should have been obscured by a mile of curvature. And so what they're citing here, though, as evidence of a ball Earth is this. Now, what's, what's ridiculous about this one, and if you've studied flat Earth for more than five minutes, you've seen these videos, they'll tell you this is proof the Earth is a ball. Okay, pause it. Well, okay, it's a ball at 58 seconds. But if I go to 54 seconds, it's concave. So, are we on a concave Earth? Look, Earth is concave. Case closed. Case closed, Flat Earth. Hey, Mad Mike, don't bother. Lord Stephen Cornflakes was right. It's a ball. It's a, it's a, we're on the inside of a ball, actually. It's concave. Oh, wait, no, wait, it's a ball. And look, there's, um, there's like Planet New Hampshire. See how they do this? They selectively pick, and look, there we go, in the top, and then I, I just look at it, I'm like, well, let's just wait and see what it looks like. And you look at these, these high-altitude balloon footage where, for hours and hours, it's flat. So anyway, even the evidence he uses doesn't make his case. And he's like, perhaps the most impressive experiment that even schools can do today, like, these are the brainwashing camps that teach you uh, to not understand reality according to uh, what your senses present to you, but instead by what the little box in the corner tells you. So this is Ian Whitaker. He says, he does not work or consult and has disclosed no relevant affiliations beyond their academic appointments. But he's a lecturer, not a researcher. 
I completed my PhD in 2010 looking at the interaction of the Sun with the upper atmosphere of Venus. Since then, I have held six postdoctoral contracts covering medical imaging, solar physics, Earth's radiation belts, lightning and tropical cyclones, X-ray anatomy, X-ray observations of the Earth's magnetopause. I teach at Nottingham Trent, where I'm responsible for astrophysics lectures, laboratory supervision, tutorials, and student projects. I am very interested in space science outreach, encouraging students and the public to take an interest in how our planets interact with the solar system. In other words, he regurgitates. He regurgitates. He doesn't take any new information in that wasn't already fed to him because he called Mad Mike a member of the Flat Earth Society. I'm sorry, that's just irresponsible to claim that he has any kind of academic rigor, journalistic flair, well, maybe tabloid flair, but even what you cited, this BS, BS, len, uh, GoPro lens, I mean, come on. No research went into this. I don't know why I'm harping on this article. They're all that bad. Newsweek, bad. Live Science, bad. Now, RT, I love the coverage. It's just funny how nobody has it right. So if you start this live stream over, you listen to Mad Mike explaining, no, my intention is not to prove or disprove the ball with this initial launch. Anyway, that's nuance you can't expect the mainstream media to get because their job is to repeat what they're told to repeat. Anyway, thank you for uh, listening. I'll be uploading this to flatearthnetwork.com. And I'm trying to get a hold of uh, Mad Mike, so I will have an update later. The launch, as far as I understand, is not happening today. And if you want to support the Flat Earth Report, go to flatearthnetwork.com shop. I have these round earth shill t-shirts. I see that Joe Rogan's outfitted his crew with these things. I kind of like them. I figured I'd make my own. Anyway, uh, have a great day and um, expect an update with um, regards to the rocket here in about five or six hours.